What's up, everyone, and welcome to Project X Talk and Xbox Podcast, episode number 156, presented by Save the Game Media. I'm your host, Kevin, and on today's episode, the Activision Blizzard deal is finally done. It means we can stop. Well, after this episode, we're going to stop talking about it, but it's over. So we're going to talk about all the tidbits that have come out after that. Phil Spencer gave a pretty good interview, and we have a sad departure for Pete Hines from Bethesda. Game Pass update and Starfield is selling well, but we're going to talk about all that and more before we get to it. Jampax Sam, my co-host. How you doing, buddy? What is up, man? I'm doing very well. It is potentially between new releases and updates, one of the biggest weeks of the entire year. Like obviously in the world of Xbox, we've got a lot going on, but also Spider-Man's coming out technically. If you want to talk about like rounding up in the next week, we got Alan Wake 2 on the way. Mm-hmm. Like it's just we're in the thick of it, man. And it it, it feels good. I'm excited. I, uh, I threw my pre-order in for Alan Wake 2 today. Nice. Uh, nice. Went with the standard edition on Xbox. All right. You convinced me. You were like, don't wait for. First of all, PC specs still not out a week mm-hmm. away crazy i don't know what they're doing but i i'm gonna be playing alan wake 2 i gotta pick up mario tomorrow i got sonic waiting behind me i haven't even touched it yet so Mm. i'm feeling it as well yeah man yeah it's exciting and i mean like we'll talk about it more uh, when we talk about what we've been playing but um live service games too just like update after update continue to come out we had halo infinite and diablo uh season two on the same day along with, I think, another seasonal game that had another update. But yeah, it's just like if you play new games, you've got new stuff coming out. If you're still playing old games, you've got even more stuff coming out. It's just it's a really good feeling. Yeah. uh, Fortnite has an Alan Wake little thing in it. I saw I don't know. I don't I don't even know what Fortnite is at this point. They're just like experience the Alan Wake story. I'm like, what? So this is a battle royale, but it's the best ad ever developed, like period, just because you can put anything you want in it. You want to advertise Star Wars, Darth Vader hitting the gritty in the middle of the Fortnite field, like anything you want, you know, it, whatever you need, we'll make it happen. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds <laughs> it sounds young. All right. That's all I'm saying. But uh, let's let's get into the housekeeping. This is uh, Project X Talk. We are live every Thursday right here on YouTube, 7 p.m. Eastern time. If you can't catch us live, we post Friday morning on your favorite audio platform of choice. While you're over there, make sure to drop us that five-star review, whether it's Apple, Spotify. We appreciate it, and it helps us in the algorithm, helps us get those uh, new listeners, which we would love. Uh, Extra Life is two weeks away. In two weeks, I will be officially in Rome, New York. The streaming doesn't start till Saturday, but I'll be there a little early, hanging out with some friends from Carpool Gaming, doing some collab stuff with them, so keep an eye out. But if you want to get involved with Extra Life and donate Help Sick Children, our link is down in the description below. You can help raise money for charity, and every $10 donation gets you an entry to win our grand prize, that PS. Five Spider-Man 2 Collector's Edition. All 19 inches of Venom can be yours. Uh, so enter and help us. Last but not least, if you want to support us even further and get early access to Save the Game Media content and exclusive bonus post shows, head over to patreon.com slash save the game media. Choose the tier that's right for you, like our current Patreon supporters. So thank you to Bucky Blue, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Nikolai and Knight, Cypher Primus, Brendan Myers, Marcus O'Neill, Lillian, Mimi J, The Snack Network, David Hotright, Dave Harp, The Xbox Expansion Pass, Alpaca Tom, and Lee Navarro. Thank you for your support. We appreciate each and every one of you that's housekeeping out of the way so let's get into this jam-packed week like we always do 
What have you been playing, Sam? Dude, I have been playing, uh, starting last week, the Modern Warfare 3 beta. Played a little bit of that over the weekend because the open beta came through. But before that, Luke Lore uh, with the Xbox expansion pass dropped some codes over in the Discord. So I, uh, I checked that out. I also finished Assassin's Creed Mirage, rolled credits on that finally. Uh, and I've got some thoughts coming out and I'll share those here as well. But um, And then Halo Infinite Season 5. Uh, got back into the Halo Infinite, two new maps, a uh, new variant on the Bandit Rifle, whole new battle pass uh, that has Flood-themed cosmetics. And you got to love the Flood, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I agree. But going back to the first thing, Modern Warfare 3, dude, it feels really good. It is yeah. a it is a very good Call of Duty. And I'm stuck in the continual cycle of like, I'm not going to buy it, play the beta. Oh, it feels really good mm -hmm. and looks really good and plays really good. Then you buy it. And then in two weeks, everybody's complaining about it again. And then you're looking for the next big game to play. So I'm in between making a really bad decision and spending $50, or I'm sorry, not $50, $70 uh, on a game that is inevitably coming to Game Pass within the next year just because of the nature of this deal that just closed. Mm -hmm. um, but man, it's just like if you want an arcade shooter, it remains very hard to beat Call of Duty. Like it is just such a well-optimized and fun game, you know? I've I've heard nothing but good things about the beta. Uh, people really loving those remastered maps from the uh, the original, right? Like how many how many one v ones on Rust you doing, dude? I, <laughs> you, the number doesn't exist. I don't even know, man. But uh, I'm I'm torn with it because, and I know we talked about this in discords as well this week. On one hand, love these old maps coming back, Favela. I know we've got Terminal on the way, Rust, uh, all of them that, that were in Modern Warfare Two are coming back. I'm also paying $70 for new maps I've already played thousands of times 14 years ago. So like it's cool and it's nostalgic, but also like, is it really worth $70? Uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't cool to see this stuff come back, you know? Yeah. We, we, now, Sam, there is a third option you have here. Play Wait for Modern Warfare 2 to come to Game Pass and just play the original old maps. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I also just have a copy of Modern uh, Warfare 2 that I... You're golden. Modern Warfare 3. You know, like it's it's pretty much the exact same thing. So I, I yeah, you're right. You're right. Don't really need it. Um, David Hotright in the chat, he brings up, I actually dipped back into Halo Infinite and the gameplay still slaps. If they come out more story, I would actually stop playing Starfield. Craziness, LOL. So tell me about Halo. You jump back in. Uh, I've heard... Again, nothing but good things about the new season. Yeah, my favorite part about every new season of Halo Infinite, especially coming off of the incredibly long seasons that we used to have, is that there are small UI changes and like the overall experience. It just feels like it's almost like a new game coming out. It's the same thing with Diablo 4 Season 2, where like, oh, you pop on the Xbox dashboard. Look at that new art on the dashboard. You open it up, new menu stuff. With Halo Infinite, you've got Spartan front and center now. You've got a ton of new cosmetics, but the real beauty is in these maps they've made. Um, they're some of the best maps I've ever seen in Halo. Not necessarily from like a route and design perspective. They hold their own. They're fine, mm -hmm. like the way they're laid out. But the beauty of some of these maps, I think the one that's like Needler themed is called Prism. And it's just got these big Needler like diamond spikes all over the map. You can shoot them and they'll actually uh, drift towards enemies. So you could like, it's, it's like an oh, interactive cool. map feature. Cool. You know? yeah, yeah. Um, so it's got that, the new weapon. I, uh, I can't remember if I shot a note out on Twitter or threads, one of the two, but um, it might be my favorite weapon in all of Call of Duty or in all of Halo. Like it might be better than the DMR might be better than the battle rifle because it's like a single shot marksman battle rifle at this point. 
And so it's got a scope on it. You zoom in the scope layout sick. It feels really good. You feel like you're really hitting shots like the damage just feels really good. Um, so I haven't played a ton of time with it yet or spent a ton of time with it yet, but it is now rotated into the uh, ranked starts. So mm -hmm. it is the bandit Evo is what it's called starts. Gonna, I'll spend a lot of time with that this weekend, but man, yeah, it just feels good for Halo to be in a great spot, hitting crazy numbers on Steam, like some of the most since launch. Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah, people are loving Halo, man. It's great. That's awesome. I'm glad to see its resurgence because it, I fell off a while ago, but it, it does give you that. I had a, I had a buddy ask me, he's like, you, you want to play Halo? And I'm like, eh, not right now, but maybe, <sighs> maybe, you know, it was before the launch of the new season. Okay, yeah. so yeah. there's still there's still time. I mean, not right now, but there's time like December, you know, maybe yeah. hop back into some Halo. I mean, the cool thing, too, is that they've made it unlike Call of Duty, which I've complained about before, but Call of Duty becomes like a full time job to complete everything, get everything in the battle pass, experience all the content and stuff, even though it is good content. You, it's still like the game you play mm -hmm. uh, with Halo. They've lowered it down to where instead of having 100 tiers, there are 50 tiers in the battle pass for you to grind through. But it's a comparable time. You just get more with each tier. So like instead of getting left shoulder armor and right shoulder armor, that's just bundled into one tier within the battle pass. So you spend less time grinding and you get more for the time you invest in it. And I think that's really showing awareness of the fact that like, hey, we want you to come back and play Halo Infinite. Mm -hmm. We know you're not going to grind it for 10 hours no. a week. So here's your content. Come get it. I like that. That's great. Do they still have the original bounty system like that they had at launch or did they no. that? Yeah, not not entirely. So like the way you earn XP is still based primarily on challenges, but they also have match XP that also contributes now. Um, and then they've got the career rank as well. So like that's not really contributing towards Battle Pass, but it's way easier to get XP versus like you need to get three headshots with whatever and you literally can't land them for like 12 hours. You don't yeah, typically have that kind of problem. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Awesome. And you wrapped up Assassin's Creed Mirage, it says here. Yep, yep. Wrapped Assassin's Creed Mirage, rolled credits on it. And I got to say, like, story-wise, the last two hours makes the entire game pay off. But also, I hate being that guy that's like, listen, man, it's really good 14 <laughs> hours in, you know? Um, but if you're going back and you want that old school Assassin's Creed, it is fun to play. It plays really well, and the story does a good job of delivering that gameplay. But then that last hour or two that really ties it back into Valhalla and the bigger Assassin's Creed story really drove it home for me so like all things considered i'd probably give it like i think i said it last week like a 7.5 out of 10 is where mm -hmm. it would probably land on my scale um right around unity as far as ranking goes for me but um yeah still enjoy my time awesome awesome glad to hear i know uh kyle my brother wrapped it up as well and he really enjoyed it he had a great time with the the experience so uh i've this one's a little mixed i've seen some people being like yeah they did they didn't do enough they did too much bringing it back so can never make anyone happy apparently yeah. but uh, i've played a few games so i've been grinding away trails in the sky three on my rog ally during my lunch break and this is a basically a dungeon crawler which is very different compared to the first two in the series which is more traditional jrpg this is very much just running down dungeons fighting monsters fighting bosses go to the next area um i'm in chapter six out of eight so i can probably wrap this up like it is usually an hour 90 minutes per chapter so i can wrap this up maybe next week before alan wake comes out 
out. Um, nice. Depends how much Sonic and Mario I'm, I'm going to be playing. But A whole lot of that coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for Sonic. Uh, apparently, it's only like four hours, though. So uh, good, bad. I don't know. I'm going to bring it to Extra Life and have a bunch of fun people. Yeah. Uh, also, I did a replay of Until Dawn with Ooh, the girlfriend. Yeah. Tell me about so, that. How'd that go? Yeah, so I played it uh, when I got my PS5 because I had never played it before. So I, I played it a few years ago, and the outcome this time was very different to what I got. Like, di- characters in completely different scenarios, different death scenes. And I'm just like, I don't remember any of this happening. Like, just the way things were going. So it was a good experience. Like, I knew some of the twists and obviously, like, what the big evil uh, bad was in this game but it was still nice to like oh you, these games have a lot of replayability and every time you like pick it up because it was her first time playing it so it was it was nice to have that experience and we've uh, we've played through all the super massive games now yeah, waiting, that's awesome. waiting for the next one which is like in space or something very cool yeah very yeah. nice it's a good yeah. halloween vibe too yes that's why we were playing it we were i we played for a few hours last night to finish it up and i was like finish a spooky game and then we could play sonic and mario because yeah. she loves 2d platformers yeah you got a little shot chaser action i like that finally from space uh we talked about it last week or the week before it was a game pass drop game it mm, is yes. that it is that twin stick shootery kind of g- over the you know the the isometric view kind of game where you're shooting like blobs of alien monsters. I was quite enjoying the game. I think it has a really fun upgrade system. Uh, I think it controls pretty well and has some fun like cute gameplay. It's not overly challenging. That is until about I'd say three four hours in. I got a game breaking bug, so I mm. can't progress any further. Uh, I tried uninstalling, reinstalling, and it really, really bummed me out because it was going to be one of those like out there on the RGL I play at work and nothing I've tried can get me to progress in this game. So I'm just stuck and I'm not going to start over because I ain't about that life. Yeah. Were you playing on Xbox or ROG Ally? Or? I was playing on my Xbox. So I even no, tried no. like the cross save stuff, but it's just like I'm stuck at this point And no matter yeah. what, like the game, the game save file doesn't let me progress. Oh, that. Yeah, man, that sucks. Have you like hit the devs up or anything? Because it's I mean, they're very active on Twitter and they're they've only got like 976 followers. Not to oh. not to defame that, but like they'd probably be like, dude, we'll fix it right now. Give me 10 no, minutes. No, I, I hadn't. I I didn't even think to do that my first thought was was i didn't want to like go complain on twitter but maybe if i want to go back to it and uh, after the crazy season uh, okay. i'll i'll try to get back into that but it was like it was a good time i could i think it would be better with a group of people like it's clearly designed for co-op i think mm, yeah i mean a lot of those like dual thumbstick kind of top-down isometric shooters tend to be but um but yeah man i'd say give it a shot see if they fix it with the patches with more people playing game pass too that shines a light on the bugs that might not have gotten seen um if it was just something that was released so with more people diving in and playing it they might say oh whoops my bad dive mm. back into it yeah, the game game is is fun. Has some sweet power ups that you get. Like I, I basically get a bubble shield from Halo at one point. I was like, that's ah, cool. Yeah, yeah very some cool. some cool stuff in there. But uh, I didn't get time to jump into Sonic Superstars. I picked it up on Tuesday. It's sitting over there. I'm ready to play it. Can't wait for that. And then Mario comes out tomorrow. So we're uh, we're good. We got some games to play. Oh yeah, and is Sonic on Xbox? You doing Xbox for Sonic? No, I grabbed it on Switch. Because okay. right. it is um, it is shorter and is something I'm probably going to resell after I get my fill with it. Like I'll yeah. play it, 
bring it to extra life, play it some more with some people, and then probably be done with it since it is that shorter experience and switch games tend to hold their value so i could probably get you know 50 bucks for it <laughs> yeah totally all right cool yeah well i can't wait to hear next week see what you think about it yeah well that's what we've been playing but we got tons of news to talk about so let's jump into it sam as we said would happen last week on the show xbox officially completed the activision blizzard acquisition on friday the 13th following the cma's approval of their restructured deal phil spencer officially welcomed all the teams with an xbox wire blog post and a youtube video of note phil spencer says they'll work or they'll start to work to bring games to game pass over the course of the next few months which actually ties into a little piece of news we have later on uh but Initial reaction, Sam, to the welcome to Xbox video, because I saw people talking about this. How how'd you feel seeing all like it's finally over? Yeah, I mean, my initial reaction is like and, and they wouldn't, but it's a joke. Like, did they have one prep for if it didn't go through where they're <laughs> like, we we don't agree with this. But anyway, here's a sizzle reel of what could have been. And then they just <laughs> splash to that. But um, but no, it was good. I mean, it's it's fun to welcome it in. I think that sh what shocked me is that and it, it shouldn't shock me, but they had an entire marketing campaign like ready for this thing. Mm -hmm. As soon as it was done, Xbox dashboard tile, I was getting promoted ads on Twitter for it. It's on the front of the Xbox homepage, pinned to the top of the Xbox wire. Like this is their thing. And it's just weird to see like a big company acquisition like this kind of leveraged in the same way that a big release might be. Um, but also when you spend nearly $70 billion on something, throw another hundred grand in the marketing or half a million in the marketing or whatever, and call it a day, get people to know about this. And, uh, and yeah, it's exciting stuff. Yeah. They, they made it very clear. They wanted everyone to know that this oh, yeah. was now an official, like, Hey, even if you hadn't heard about this deal before, like we want you to know that they're now part of the Xbox game studios. I thought the trailer where the you know you have the warcraft character i think who is like home and is yeah. like you know um i th thought it was it was touching because like the music and the, like it was nice i also found it a bit uh dystopian where it's like a uh, 70 billion dollar acquisition puts out this little video game trailer and i'm like getting the feels and i'm like this i probably shouldn't feel like this like these are yeah. two giant mega corporations <laughs> just yeah, trying it, to to win me over it's weird but it's also kind of like one of those things where xbox has really needed a rallying cry for the past couple of years and it's gonna you're gonna start feeling this starting next year i would assume with uh with call of duty where the marketing rights flip and then xbox is the one that's like doing the splash screens and doing all of like green branding versus blue for the hype around call of duty and stuff like that and there's like a pride with it and so now you can look at activision blizzard's library and be like ah world of warcraft that's an xbox thing ah call of duty diablo etc overwatch mm -hmm. We don't take ownership over Overwatch, but like, you know, it's all act. It's all Xbox stuff. So, um, but yeah, it is, it is weird seeing uh, like, yeah, the mega corporation, but also it's, it's, it's all good fun. So we have a question about this from Sam Heaney, your counterpart over on our PlayStation show. He says, Xbox has received some criticism since the acquisition closed due to their quote unquote celebration video trailer, which focused solely on showing off what IP they now own. Do you think Xbox's seeming prioritization of IP in both their promo material and their general approach to acquisitions could become a problem and or friction point over time? Did you understand that question? I think so. I mean, my initial reaction to the IP being the focus of the video 
is that it is a piece of marketing material. It is an ad. And the overall goal is to drive the awareness of the fact that you now own these things. Like this is now an Xbox IP. Um, and so even if it is the teams that they acquired and brought into the Xbox Studios family and stuff, when you think about the the public that's getting off of playing Starfield, that's playing Forza Motorsport, those are the people you want to talk to and be like, hey, yo, Diablo 4 Season 2? Yeah, you have that. That's now an Xbox thing. And like they're starting to bake that into the mind share over how we think about this. So I think that's why they did it. Yeah, so I, I, I just put in the chat, I actually haven't seen much criticism of how they've handled this. Um, to me, it very much comes across of like, we want you guys to know what games you now will have access to with things like Game Pass, what IPs are now under our umbrella, so you can start to be excited. And they threw some older IPs into that sizzle reel, yeah. like things we haven't gotten before. Um, my favorite moment of the trailer is when it took like the old, the original Crash Bandicoot and it had like that, whoa, 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 whoa. Like yeah. I loved that part of the trailer. Like there was a lot here where I was like, okay, when you actually look at what Xbox has acquired, it is a substantial, substantial amount of IP that will get me excited, will get most gamers excited. Um, there's got to be like, the amount Activision owns, there's got to be something, at least one thing for everyone in there, I would say. Yeah, without a doubt. I think that the uh, the back catalog is incredible. The amount of like big AAA titles that are still coming out today is incredible. Like you will find something that if you don't like it, someone you know loves it, I think is, is the takeaway from it. And so, yeah, highlighting those IP and, and kind of beating that chest a little bit after spending all that money and all that time, um, it's kind of the natural reaction, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, let's let's transition to the other thing that came out on Friday before we get into Phil Spencer's interview about the acquisition. Uh, so in an email sent to Activision Blizzard staff, Bobby Kodak confirmed that Phil Spencer has asked him to remain as CEO and report to him until the end of 2023, after which he will be officially leaving Activision Blizzard King. Goodbye. Have a good one. And unfortunately, like take that check and go cash it and, and get out of town. I think that um, it's the start of a new era for not only Xbox, but also Activision Blizzard. And obviously, Activision Blizzard has a lot of organizational issues based on a lot of different kinds of signifiers. So we've got a lot of complaints, a lot of you know harassment claims and things like that throughout the organization. And so now somebody at Xbox, whether it's Phil or somebody that's assigned to it, uh, is going to have to go through and analyze the entire situation, you know, from top down. It's kind of like when you buy a new car and you want to run it through or you buy a new house and you have the auditor mm -hmm. and the inspector come out and make sure that everything's on the up and up before you sign. Um, you know, now that the deal is done, you've got to get people to come out and fix the issues that you found through these things. And um Fixing the first issue is uh, is Bobby Kotick. So, uh, yeah, 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 see him. I don't know where I'll end. I had a friend that I was uh, on Discord talking to, and he was like, yo, hear me out. Bobby Kotick goes to Unity. And I was like, no, we don't We don't need no. that right now. It Please, was, no. No, I, I won better. It was, I think it was Drellish over in Carpool or the Trophy Room Discord. And he said, Bobby Kotick is the new PlayStation CEO. Oh, that would be a disaster, man. And that I was would like, be a disaster. don't even put that energy into the world because Please like, if it, ha what if it happened, you know, I mean, immediately, it doesn't matter how, what state it's in last of us factions out tomorrow filled with as many microtransactions as possible. 
Yo, Cap- Captain Logan, Kodak may end up at SIE or Tencent. Why? We don't want this kind of energy out in the in the world. We want PlayStation to to thrive. All right. I mean, but like, not to to, to land on the topic for too long, but no matter how you cut it, whether you hate the guy or really hate the guy, like he has so much experience running one of the biggest publishing arms in all of gaming. He will get swooped up by somebody and have an impact on some company. Like it's going to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, unless he takes this money and retires, but I don't, I personally think he's going to stick around and try to make some more money and like go be in the industry. somewhere else. I can easily see that. Yeah. And if, and if he flops, guess what? Go sleep on the pile of money and call it a day. Like he's got an out no matter what. Yeah. So, uh, good riddance. I echo exactly what you said. Um, two, about two months he'll, he'll remain in the role, which seems pretty quick for a transition of this size in, yeah. in, in my mind, just cause I was like, they have so many studios and like getting the business just integrated into the Xbox game studios, like their ecosystem, how their studios operated. Like, I feel like that should take way longer because I, I almost feel like we're just now getting that with Bethesda. And that's been like years it, like ago. Yeah, I think that if anything, my question is behind the scenes, obviously, we're going to talk about Phil Spencer's interview and things like that on the Xbox podcast, talking about the work that's been done until now and the work that's still to be done. But even if things like backwards compatibility or bringing games into Game Pass hasn't been able to be worked on to any kind of significant capacity, I'm sure there have been planning phone calls, even if it's not anything that's on paper of like, hey, after this thing goes through, Kodak's going to be out in two months. We're going to put, you know, Tommy, whatever over here in this role. And then we're going to have him leading. I think there is probably a structure that's in place. Mm-hmm. And then the next two months is going to be like, hey, test and learn, see if this works, make some adjustments and then see you have a good holiday and goodbye. I think that's kind of how it's going to go. I hope so. I'd, I'd let, hopefully they can have a smooth transition and get him out, get the Activision Studios. Because Phil said like he's flying all over to see all the teams and try to, to, to talk to them, which... Why don't we why don't we jump to the Phil Spencer interview, which happened on uh, Tuesday on the official Xbox podcast, which side note, I hadn't watched the Xbox podcast since like the rebrand where like uh, Major Nelson is, is out and stuff. So like it was a very different vibe. I actually I thought it was a, a pretty good interview. I don't know if you watched the whole thing, but I, I did I not watch the it. whole thing. I watched the sections that are significant of like Game Pass, mm-hmm. Call of Duty's future, that kind of stuff. But I think this is a weird episode because it is like, hey, team meeting with the entire (laughs) Xbox community, you know, and I think that that's one thing that I always liked about the old version of the Xbox podcast is that it didn't feel like a here is the corporation marketing material to you like it was Mm -hmm. legitimately a conversation. And this this week in particular, it was very much so a hey, the boss is here. Everybody like talk about what's coming in a marketing kind of way and like a business kind of way. So Mm. we'll see how the 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 format works going forward. But um, but yeah, I enjoyed what I watched of it. All right. Well, let's let's just jump into it, because the first piece of news is regarding Activision Blizzard King Games on Game Pass, which I teased earlier. So despite some speculation, and I think it was Tom Warren or Jez Corden out there saying like that this week's drop could have had some Activision games in it. That didn't happen. Phil confirms that the regulatory process took so long that the teams hadn't had a chance to look at the back catalog and start the process to get games into Game Pass and states that the games will start to enter the service in 2024. Sam, 
we were hoping for you know some sort of drop before the end of the year like some older games things that wouldn't interfere with like the new call of duty i think we said spyro at one point doesn't seem like any of that is happening how are we feeling I mean, that's fine. I think we expected that to be the case. And to back up to, I think that a really interesting part of that specific point in the interview was the way that Phil was like, it, it, it wasn't even that work hadn't had the chance to be done. It was that there was so much uncertainty leading into like the last two weeks of the CMA making a decision. It And again, TBD on if this is actually legitimate, but it really seems like it could have gone either way. And they didn't want to put the manpower behind making sure these games were ready for a Game Pass drop if they would lose a million dollars in man hours spending time to make them ready. So that was really interesting. But I don't feel the need to have Game Pass drops like this in the middle of what is arguably the biggest gaming season we have ever had. Because even if every Call of Duty game came to Game Pass this week, let's just pie in the sky dream or whatever. Like, again, on the PlayStation side, you've got Spider-Man 2 coming out. The past three weeks, we've had like Lords of the Fallen, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Past month and two, we've had Starfield. Like mm -hmm. these big games have continued to come out for some motorsport. Um, it wouldn't be a top priority. But now January, February, we, we talk about how busy it is getting. But that would be a great time to reinvigorate some love in these old IP and give the team time to like work on it, enjoy the holidays and then hit the ground running next year. Yeah, I, I think this very much confirms almost a drip feed throughout next year. We'll be getting these these games where people are like, oh, we knew the Activision Twitter account, right? They're like, expect Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3 and Diablo 4 sometime next year in the next 12 months, right? Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if those are like the latest drops into it and we sort of get like the the older games like we're saying like the old call of duty start to to drop this month there's some spyro and crash games tony hawk at some point like we get those yeah. something a little flavor of activision blizzard throughout every month or every drop that we get throughout the year i think that would be a very smart way to do it it would keep the the acquisition and the the minds you know on top of people's minds as we're going out throughout the year uh i just think that would be the best way so I'm personally, I'm not bummed. It would have been sweet. Like when I saw Tom Warren and Jez talking about like the possibility that we might get some this, uh, this Tuesday when we got the drop, I kind of was a little excited. I was like, what could they possibly throw in there? Like yeah. is it prototype or like some, something like some cool stuff like that. And then when obviously we didn't get that, I was like, that makes a little more like, I wasn't disappointed. I was like, it makes a little more sense. Right? Like yeah. I looked at it. I was like, okay, so that wasn't, wasn't the case. Yeah, I think what I'm excited for, just to continue on the Call of Duty conversation, because thinking about it from like a marketing point of view, the game comes out in November, goes through its cycle. By like April, May of next year, people are going to have their qualms with the game. Battle passes are going to be complained about. Value versus time investment propositions are going to be analyzed and things like that. But then like May, kids are getting out of school. Let's say, again, huge dreaming thing. They've added all of the Modern Warfare 3 maps into the game remastered as DLC or like content drops. And then it's like, hey, by the way, games getting added to Game Pass. Kids get out of school for the summer. College kids are out. All of these Modern Warfare maps are back in the game. Life is good. Like that's that's the kind of stuff that I want to see. And then a huge marketing push from like June to August you're going to dominate. It's just going to wreck if that's the case. And again, I'm dreaming, but like, mm -hmm. that's what I would love to see them do with, especially the new releases. 
Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how this goes. I th- I think 2024 is fine. We have so many games coming already. Like the Game Pass catalog is looking pretty good. We have some first party things, and this is just gonna fill in those little slots. Like they can now in between Hellblade, Avow, like we got some Game Pass games we can throw in there and keep people satiated. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. They're gonna. It's gonna be like uh, a vow is coming out, Fable the next week, and then and then we get Crash Team Rumble, and that is your ultimate trifecta for the summer season. Yeah, that's Crash Crash Team Rumble. Yeah, yeah. And they're on season four or whatever. They're doing like a Halloween event. I'm like, does anybody still play this game? Like, I I love to. I, I've forgotten about it honestly. Yeah. I got my thousand gamers going it. So yeah, you're out. Yeah. Uh, next. Phil talked about Call of Duty. He says he wants Call of Duty players on PlayStation and Nintendo to feel a part of the community and pledged 100% feature parity across these platforms, meaning no exclusive perks, skins, betas for Xbox. How are we feeling? This seems like a great initiative, in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. I think that carrying over that exclusivity is against what Xbox believes in as like a company. And I think that it is a difference of, do you want to sell people on Game Pass and sell people on Xboxes and make that the focus? Or do you want to sell cool games no matter where people are playing and still generate that revenue? Even if PlayStation maintains its spot as the place to play Call of Duty, you still get the cash. And then in the back, more and more people are jumping on Xbox because of Game Pass continuing to promote that game. Um, So I I think it makes a ton of sense. And... um, getting rid of the exclusive skins like there's a lockpick operator pack coming to modern warfare 3 that is a ps4 and ps5 pre-order bonus and that's kind of oh, like yeah. their thing um that kind of stuff is dumb the timed betas are dumb just let mm-hmm. people play the game and let it let it sell let people have fun so yeah i'm a, I'm a fan yeah it's it's good to see that them taking this because they could have been like xbox will get exclusive skins like they could have taken the petty approach yeah. and i th- i think they're still in this mode where they're very much pr aware like they want to be seen as the good guys right because they're in that uh, that second third spot depending if you're counting nintendo my favorite part of, of this segment was when he mentioned like you know there's gonna be feature parity except for things like uh frame rate and resolution because certain consoles you know, might not be able to perform as well as other consoles. It's like, this is, he's talking about Nintendo. Like he wants, he wants Nintendo players. Like even when the switch to super switch, very cold, the super switch, super switch comes out next year. All right. Don't expect to be playing the same frame rate as the PS five, Xbox series X or whatever the next gen consoles after that is. Yeah. The thought of playing a competitive FPS on a Joy-Con thumbstick hurts my heart. That sounds horrendous. So to any of the Nintendo fans out there that are picking up the next console and the next Call of Duty on whatever the Switch is going to be called, I pray for you. Like legitimately, you are going to have a tough time. You might be used to it. I don't know. Doom is out there. I know that gyro controls are a thing that could be helping, but uh, that sounds horrendous. So good luck with that. Nintendo, you better let me use my current pro controller or have a pro controller I can buy day one for the new console because I am not using Joy-Cons. Oh yeah, no way, no way. Oh, Absolutely not. Worst controller, I swear, they're the worst controller I ever made. I, I mean, I, it's it's fine, but it's the equivalent of like having a, a a suction cup thumbstick on an iPad. Like, there's just nothing to grip. It's just like there, you know. You just got to try your best, I guess. My my problem is the buttons hurt my fingers. Ooh yeah, the I little. You the, mean like the clicky buttons, the, like the, the face little, buttons? Yeah, the face buttons. They're so hard. 
Yeah, yeah. I kind of like the clickiness to them. It kind of reminds me of the little uh, the little nipple on the 3DS. You know what I'm talking about? They're like, just it's just, I mean, you know what I'm talking about? It's the little not thumbstick thing. Anyway, I never had a 3DS, so I honestly don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you don't know the you don't know the Reggie nipple. That's the name for it. What is happening? I'm just Reggie kidding. I made that up right now. That's right. not a real thing. Don't repeat that in, in a subreddit or something. Hashtag Reggie nipple. Hashtag Reggie nipple. Uh, okay, last big part, I think, anyway. I might have missed something, but he talked about bringing back old IPs. Phil says he wants to speak with the Activision Blizzard teams to see what they're passionate about. He recognizes that the amount of franchises in their portfolio is, quote, daunting, but wants Xbox to be good custodians for these franchises, and when these IPs are revisited, it is done with a passionate team. Says so Xbox has done a okay job at this so far and phil i'm gonna take you to task you've done a mediocre job you've done a bad job i still don't have banjo kazooie the year 2020 Ooh. the year of our lord 2023 i still don't have a banjo kazooie but they do have toys for bob and they own the rights to banjo kazooie so i mean it's there um I mean, this is neat. I love that he said it was daunting. Um, like he went on the podcast and was like, I'm legitimately scared by how many good IP we own right now. Um, yeah, I think it's exciting to have these IP in the hands of somebody who clearly enjoys the games and a team who clearly is passionate about making sure that the developers love what they're making. And I think when developers love what they're making, that's when you start to see real magic happen. And I would love to see more stuff, even if it's stuff like Quake and Quake 2, they get a remaster upscaled to like 4 4K 120 with a couple of new bells and whistles and some DLC thrown in. I love that kind of stuff. I know that everybody, for some reason, talks about Hexen after Phil wore that T-shirt that one time. Mm -hmm. Don't know what the love is for that one in particular. I'm sure it's a great game. I've never played it myself. But um, stuff like that, that like Activision would have never, never brought that back. The idea that we could get a legitimately good new Tony Hawk game or something akin to that in like 2024, 2025, would, not 2024, it's getting really late in the year, but like you could see you could see a Tony Hawk game coming in the future. That kind of stuff is exciting because those are really good franchises that have by and large kind of been on ice outside of like Tony Hawk's one and two. That's pretty much it. It's, it's funny because we've, I think we've talked, or at least I have uh, with Ethan and you about what will the integration look like and i was very much in the impression like the studios that are call of duty support studios are still going to remain call of duty support studios they don't want to mess that up hearing this i'm like does does phil get it does phil understand like hey we want these studios to bring back old ip we want them to to re energize get passionate about things like spyro like why haven't we got a new spyro game like we got crash 4 where's we got the spyro trilogy where's the new spyro game i want him to recognize that and it seems like he does to go talk to those teams be like what do you want to make do you want to make hexen which is like the big joke but again hexen is hexen's like a mortals of avium right like magic shooter no that's, that's... Uh, in the in the chat uh, i believe the captain logan said if you want to hex in, just go play metal hellsinger and oh. quite frankly i will play metal hellsinger any day of the week so i'm just saying don't tell me with a good time but yeah i think it's going to be good i think it's exciting to see what potentially the uh the xbox team has in store what they could maybe bring back in the future but beyond that even thinking outside of the existing ip like if Raven, I know which was mentioned in the chat, wants to say, hey, 
we don't want to make a Call of Duty game. We want to make this first person shooter with this idea, mm -hmm. um, like giving free reign and some funding to do whatever they want, I think is really exciting. So listen to the team, see what they want to make, because somebody could be sitting on the next Halo and you don't even know it, you know, yeah. or or as you said, does d d is Toys for Bob passionate about a banjo game? Like, is that something they would like to do? Because yeah. they their passions currently Spyro and Crash like I, you feel like they are really invested in in those 3D platformers so maybe this other one that you don't have like no no plans with it rare doesn't seem to have any interest could that come over to them could that be their next passion project like i would love it so i'm i'm excited for the future i think phil going out and talking to all the teams is obviously going to be years before anything comes of, of this and like any new projects like greenlit it's going to take a while to get you know any information about that but i'm excited uh this this seems like a good good move for phil oh yeah 100 uh well that's all we have for the activision blizzard section of the show unless you got something else you want to add sam bye bobby that's all i got that's all we got bye bobby uh we'll move on to a little bit of a uh, sad news pete hines is retiring announced on monday uh literally the exact same time that the spider-man 2 review went up i i don't know what like you scheduled this tweet pete and you were like i'm gonna choose the spider-man embargo try to I, I don't know what's going on there but pete hines put out the following statement Quote, after 24 years, I have decided my time at Bethesda Softworks has come to an end. I am retiring and will begin an exciting new chapter of my life, exploring interests and passions, donating my time where I can, and taking more time to enjoy life. This was not a decision I came to easily or quickly, but after an amazing career culminating in the incredible launch of Starfield, it feels like the time is right. Sam, how are you taking uh, Pete Hines leaving Bethesda? I think that what happened is Pete Hines saw the Spider-Man reviews and then was like, dude, here's my two weeks. I'm out. Um, no, but in all seriousness, it, it, it it's bittersweet because Bethesda, as we know, it has been Pete Hines and Todd Howard. Like that's the dynamic duo. They're kind of mm -hmm. given the uh, the credit. And obviously, they've got a huge team of people behind them, but like they've been the, the mind share, the brain power uh, behind the operation. So having Pete Hines leaving is in a way kind of like when Todd Howard leaves, like it is the heart and soul of Bethesda is losing a chunk of itself right now. But at the same time, you can't help but celebrate the fact that the guy that's put 24 years of his life into crafting these incredible worlds for gaming populations around the world, he's able to go out and say, Hey, I've done my time. Enjoy. I'll be looking on from the stands, enjoying the games alongside you. See you out there online. Like that's something to celebrate just as much mm -hmm. as it is to wonder what's going on with the future of Bethesda. Uh, even as like Todd Howard teases, Hey, I don't know how many of these games I got left in me. Might do one more, might do two more. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, congrats to Pete for the retirement. I know that he's going to really enjoy it and, uh, and we'll see what happens. He could, uh, he could call it quits for good or he could end up somewhere else doing his own thing. Who knows? It's uh, when it's weird because I look at Pete Hines and I'm like, you're, you're not that old. So like the fact he said he's retiring as opposed to just leaving. I'm like, if you have enough money go live comfortably in the sunset, enjoy what you want to do more power to you. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best. Obviously he has been such an integral part to Bethesda since he joined in, in the late nineties. Um, like you said, him and Todd Howard, the dynamic duo, he took care of the, the marketing for Bethesda. He really was one of the face 
is of the company. And he's kind of taken a step back in recent years. Like he used to be a lot more vocal and active on things like social media and and doing these interviews. And I think since things like Fallout 76, he kind of receded backwards into like a kind of a a shell where you know we're we're only gonna say things when we're a hundred percent like confident. Um it's it's sad because I I I think Bethesda will be fine uh, when Todd Howard leaves. Then I'm going to worry, like, what's the future of Bethesda? Like, do they have the appropriate leadership in place to take over for these two massive figures, which hopefully that they will. But this is certainly a loss. Um, but at least he's he's retiring and and leaving on like his own terms, going out on a positive note. Um, despite what Captain Logan in the chat, Pete Hines may end up at SIE or Tencent. He says. Oh, God. <laughs> Logan, you're a psychopath. What are you PlayStation doing? PlayStation only makes RPGs from now on. That's it. Yeah. I, I just wonder, though, like, I know, I think there was a Pete Hines interview right when Starfield came out where he, I think he was the one that said we could make a less polished or a less uh, buggy, more polished game if we wanted to. But part of the joy of Bethesda games is to have that kind of Bethesda jank to some level of like, oh, that's funny. It worked that way. Physics engines do this funny thing. Look at that. It's part of the game. I wonder if him leaving is going to result in any kind of change to like the final product of Elder Scrolls Six, for example. Like, is it going to be something mm. that feels more polished and is more QA'd? Or is it still going to have that Bethesda feel of like, funny starfield facial animations dude in the background with his eyes really big like or are we going to have something that feels more akin to cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty where like it is a jarring difference between those two i wonder if we see this kind of along the same line like a, a shift in their marketing strategy since he was very much heavily like involved in the way bethesda marketed their games obviously like fallout 4 was revealed four months before it, it launched like here's the game it's coming out in four months do we see more of that are they more tight-lipped are they more open about what they're working on um It'll be very interesting. I'm I'm excited for the future of Bethesda for sure. Yes, we'll see. We'll <laughs> Captain see. Logan, Sam excusing Bethesda jank gives me kids drawing on the walls and crayon and parents being okay with it vibes. I mean, I'm not excusing the uh, the Bethesda jank. I'm wishing it would be better. I'm just saying that there are people out there that do a like they enjoy. I love that. the Bethesda jank. Yeah, it, 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 exactly. It's that same thing. It's like when you go to McDonald's and you get the cheeseburger with the cheese that's like melted onto the wrapper and the buns like folded over and you bite into it and you're like, yeah, yeah pretty good, pretty good. Like that's <laughs> the way that I see Starfield. <laughs> but it's really, I don't mean to shit on it. Like it's actually good. Like peeling the orange cheese off the right. Like I got to get it on the burger. Gotta yeah, exactly. Burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about the Game Pass edition. As we said, no Activision Blizzard games, but we did get some new games. So available today, F1 Manager 2023 for cloud console and PC. October 24th, you get City Skylines 2 for PC. The console version was delayed until the spring. Uh, October 26th, you get Dead Space Remake for cloud PC and Xbox Series X and S. You also get Frog Detective, the entire mystery for cloud and console, and Minico's Night Market for cloud, console, and PC. October 31st, you get Headbangers Rhythm Royale for cloud, console, PC, and Jusant for cloud, console, PC. Sam, we were just talking about how crowded the space is right now. Any of these games piquing your interest? I mean, I'm personally good. City Skylines, too. I know reviews came out today sitting like mid-70s, I think, on Metacritic, so I'm probably going to 
hold off on that as somebody who's not really into that in general. Kind of curious about the Rhythm Royale. Like, it just sounds neat to try Headbangers, so I might have check you, that Have out. you seen trailers for this game? I have not, no. <laughs> Keep talking. Keep talking. I mean, okay, so you're, all right, you're pulling it I'm up. A, I'm going to pull it up. Now, the one that I really want to dive into is Jassant, uh, just because I've been looking forward to that for a while. Um, just, it just seems like the kind of game that I would enjoy, so I might give that a shot. But again, we're talking about October 31st, going into Halloween weekend. Alan Wake 2 is right there. Uh, all these other games that we're having right now. So Jassant might be a November game, maybe a Thanksgiving game for me. We'll see what happens. Here we go. This is this is what you need to, to oh, see. Oh, God. Uh, you play as a, a pigeon. It's a music battle royale game. Um, it's ridiculous. What is this? Is this what you were expecting? No. Is this what is it? WarioWare? What am I watching? You, you're pigeons, and it's like a rhythm game where you battle other pigeons. You know, I mean, like, I don't hate it. I'm going to be real with you. Like it, it, it does it look stupid? Does it look like a Jackbox game? Does it look like a WarioWare title? Yes, 100%. But all of that being said, I mean maybe like a maybe like a quick weekend game. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh well, I just I I had to show you what what you were getting into. Uh Jassant, I yes, as, uh, people have been interesting art style. Doesn't look like a Kevin game, mm. but I can see this one being like a like if you're into indie games, this can appeal yeah. to, to people, I think. Yeah, I think I'm going to I'm going to approach just with the same mindset that I approached Solar Ash a couple of months back or about, a good, about a month ago. Good idea. Yeah. yeah, where it's like I went in and I knew that I was going to finish it. it took like a week of me playing passively and I had a good time with it. I think that's how I'm going to play just the only game here I would recommend if you for some reason haven't played it. Dead Space Remake is uh, one of the all time classics for oh, yeah. for survival horror. I played it for the first time this year with the remake and loved my experience with it. Um, very good. City Skylines 2. Wish I could recommend. Wish it reviewed better. But here here's a thing. All right. The developers put out an apology before the game came out saying, hey, the PC version is going to come out and it's not running great. We're sorry about that. Yep. And I'm sitting here like, you have the power to not put it out. Yeah. Like just, you delayed the console versions. Just yeah. delay this one too. Yeah, it was a it was a very strange move. And like, I haven't been on socials a lot, so I don't know if people are complaining about it. I would assume they probably are based on how people normally react to that kind of thing. But I mean, it depends on how bad the performance is. Like, are people expecting 900 frames per second at 4K? Or is it like a reasonable 1440p gets 60 frames per Like, I don't know how bad the performance actually is. But yeah, I mean, it's reviewing fine. How do you follow up a game like City Skylines, though, and hit that level of expectation that people probably have because city skylines is a very, very popular city builder. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if people realize how popular it is, but like, it's big. It, um, we got yeah. multiple people in our discord that were excited for it. And they just found out the console versions were delayed like a few days ago. And they're yeah. like, Ugh. yeah, very, yeah, very disappointing. Should have just been kicked back. I'm sure it's like a financial thing. Like they've got to hit Q3, Q4 numbers or whatever, but still like would have been nice just to see a complete game across all consoles hit and land and be good. But is what it is i suppose yeah especially when like we're in this 92 91 open critic scores for for games coming out right now 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, 75 is down there with um, what other game was 75 this week? I think Sonic was 75. Sonic not, was so, so, yeah, yeah. 76. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't want to like, don't want to hurt no, I, know, I, know, I know where it is. I, right. I know what I'm getting into, man. All right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I've yeah, yeah. accepted it. Yeah. So, so you're going to go back to back Sonic and City Skylines on the ROG Ally at eight frames mm, per second mm, and just yeah. call it a day, right? Yeah. As, as everyone in the Discord tells me, Kevin loves sevens like tens and likes tens like sixes. So. Hey, man, as long as you're having a good time, that's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about another game. And this is our last news segment. So Starfield is selling very well, according to Circana, uh, previously known as NPD. They released their numbers for the best-selling games in September. And Starfield took the number one spot, beating out both Mortal Kombat 1 and EA Sports FC 24 in second and third, respectively. Starfield is also the seventh best-selling game of 2023, with Hogwarts Legacy, Tears of the Kingdom, Madden 24, Diablo 4, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, and Star Wars Jedi Survivor being the only games ahead of it. Um, Sam, I was told Game Pass kills sales. Um, so this is wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously these numbers are wrong. For, who who even is Circana? I've never even heard of these people before. Um, no, but I mean, I, what this shows is like Bethesda just prints money in a way that is kind of unprecedented in a lot of ways. Like, obviously we've got bigger uh, companies that are selling more than, than Bethesda does, but I think this is surprising to me. I'll even say it because we're talking about Starfield. It's a new IP. Like it's mm -hmm. not like it's Elder Scrolls. It's not like you're talking about something that you a fallout game. Like this is something that is inherently new. So the marketing was very successful for this. Um, I think what's shocking to me is like it's beating out EA Sports FC. I mean, that's pretty big. I, uh, just looking at it from like an objective point of view. I would think a sports game is more popular just in nature based on like soccer's global popularity um, than Starfield. And even then Mortal Kombat one, it's not for everybody, but it's more of a household name to have a Mortal Kombat come out. Um, so, you know, kudos to Starfield. I think that speaks to the reviews. I think that speaks to the game that's delivered, the marketing, the TikTok virality of the game. It's got a lot of things going for it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you, great points you're making. Um, say, Spam591 in the chat says, didn't translate to Xbox topping console sales, though, which is interesting. And that is an interesting point because I think console sales for Xbox might have actually been down, if I'm remembering correctly, for the month or, or up by like 1%. It was not very much of an increase despite Starfield selling well, which to me tells me that a lot of these sales might have been on the Steam side, might have been over on the PC platform versus the Xbox platform. And I'd also want to know if they were counting the premium upgrade edition you know how they were selling like the box yes. in stores is this anything related to starfield or is it the six seventy dollar starfield game like is it the 35 upgrade does that count and then i play it on game pass i would like a little more information about this but i do think this is a good sign because even regardless if it makes it the seventh best selling game this year behind big ips like hogwarts harry potter is a huge ip that's still the best selling game star wars is right in front of it call of duty obviously that's gonna even last year's is still selling great diablo 4 though like madden like the games that beat it for this year currently yeah. are well-established popular ips so for bethesda to come out and now just be like here's our new ip as you were saying people show up for bethesda games and despite the discourse that we may have heard where a lot of people don't like 
Starfield. They don't think it's good. They expected it to be better where it is sitting in that mid 80s range on open critic, Metacritic. And it's like, it's not the nine, 10 out of 10 game that a lot of people were expecting. I don't know if that really damaged it at all. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I think that again, it goes down to like we were talking, we were joking about the Bethesda jank earlier, like the issues that are happening with the game. This is the most polished Bethesda game to date. Like mm -hmm. it had no big issues that are totally insurmountable. Like, sure, my game crashed like once or twice, maybe in the the fifty or sixty hours that I played it, but like no major issues beyond that. Um, and I think that translates over into sales. So like congrats to Bethesda. And I think this shows that they've got a new IP hit on their hands. Is this the new fallout, the new elder scrolls easily seeing the future of Starfield? Listen, I know people don't want to hear it, but I say we just get rid of that fallout. You know, just, just, Ooh. we just move that to the side. We'll get elder scrolls and Starfield back to, you know, those can be the two IP. All right. Just, who even likes fallout? All right. It's like, yeah, no one likes post apocalypse, like boring space. Yeah, agreed. Space is up there. We can get aliens in Starfield too. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Uh, yeah, don't send your hate mail to uh, Jam Pack Sam. Oh, please God, no! Yeah, <laughs> for that take. I'm already gonna get enough for the the Reggie nipple. I I don't need the the Fallout fans coming for me too. Dude, someone make Reggie. I I need to make like a meme template of like just the DS little joystick. Put it on yes. Reggie piece of me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's round out the show with some listener questions. We don't have that many this week, and the ones we do have are a little weird. We'll start with It's Kyle, because this relates to the Activision deal, and I probably should have asked earlier. It says, do you think people are focusing too much on Call of Duty in the ABK deal and ignoring the fact that King and the mobile side is probably even more important from a revenue standpoint? Yes. Yeah. No, I think it's a totally valid call-out. I mean, it's that is the moneymaker in a big way, because... The games that King puts out in particular with Candy Crush, thinking about that top of mind, that is going to be a continual revenue generating source of income for Microsoft. And again, I've talked about it before on the show. Literally, just don't touch it. Don't do anything to it. Let it print that money. Let it subsidize anything else you want to buy. Just take the revenue and call it a day. And I think that that's exactly what they're going to do because everybody's talking about Call of Duty and Game Pass games dropping and things like that. But who cares when it comes to King? It's literally just, again, making money. So, yeah, I think people are totally overlooking that. Mm -hmm. yeah, Candy Crush prints money. I don't know who. I played it eight years ago at this rate. Like, it must have been at least almost a decade where I was playing some Candy Crush. And then you get to the levels where it's like, you got to pay us money to play more. And I'm like, I, I will say, I will on say, here? my mom has been playing Candy Crush since i believe that i was in middle school she has an ipad 2 she has never upgraded the ipad and every morning whenever she makes her coffee she sits down and plays candy crush i checked about a year ago and i think she was on level 1892 Jesus. or something like that but this woman this woman has never spent a dime she has just been grinding away Never spending any money at all. Begging her friends on Facebook to send her lives. I don't even know mm -hmm. what that means. I don't even know what's going on. But you do not have to spend money to play Candy Crush. My mother is an example. Uh, you <laughs> you have to spend money to play Candy Crush effectively. <laughs> okay, yeah. If you, with it, with, in a timely manner. In yeah, a timely yeah. manner. How, how old are you, Sam? 
Uh, I am now 26. Yeah. Yeah. Middle school. Was quite yeah. a long so, time so my mom ago. has been playing Candy Crush for roughly between 11 and 12 years. After yeah. your life. Yeah. Half much. your life. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no, it's absolutely getting overlooked. This is a huge part of the deal, especially with, uh, I think Tom Warren uh, said on the Iron Lords podcast, shout out Iron Lords friends of the show, um, how Xbox plan to launch a mobile store potentially next year. And you for sure bet that they're going to start making more mobile spinoffs with their Xbox IP, with Activision IP, trying to get a piece of that mobile revenue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that makes sense. I, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how they leverage mobile in their strategy. Like we have um, Mini Doom that came out this year, uh, which is showing how they've kind of integrated Doom into the whole, I guess, endless runner, for lack of a better phrase, um, gameplay. But with Candy Crush, Again, just leave it, let it sit, let it do its do its thing. But are they going to try to make their own storefront? Like, what are they going to do with these things? And I mean, TBD on it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they try to like integrate themselves into that space. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Maybe we should ask your mom. Yeah, yeah, we should. Yeah, uh, Ellery, Sam's mom is a legend. Shout I, out I mean, mom. I I agree. She is the ultimate pro gamer for sure. Uh, last question. We got a weird one coming from Taylor. It says, which Xbox mascot has the chops to be the best chef? the best chef yeah which one could which one could cook the best master chef can i master can i chef. can i do a play on words with that can we just assume like master chef sounds like it works for me i mean i don't ooh, i don't i think what we need to uh i'm gonna have to call up phil spencer and get him to buy the rights to overcooked real quick and then mm. we can revisit this conversation but i'm gonna go with master chef just for the play on words i'm i'm just gonna google oh man uh, xbox uh, characters i just want to see like is there a better answer than master chef because i, God, I don't I, think there is i hope there is uh that's not an xbox character. the first one the, uh, listen the gamer you can't say cuphead that's not an xbox character uh, gerald from the witcher is not an xbox this is the worst list i've ever i'm also Ooh. on this same article yeah <laughs> um we're going with master chef that's our our answer together master as a team. chef uh someone get me gordon ramsay yelling at master chief um and that'll be great but that's uh that's gonna do it for us ending on a, a very weird note if someone has a better answer in the chat let us know i mean uh, the viva pinatas are full of candy if ooh, we want to we can melt them down we could we could i mean it's it's like one of those uh it's like one of those hot chocolate balls where you just put the ball of chocolate in hot milk and, and then melts. yeah yeah but the viva pinatas could scream and beg for their life they could they could yeah i mean i think that's all that also ghostwire tokyo has got some banging food in that one so maybe like the the horn guy from ghostwire tokyo if that counts we could do that mm -hmm. he's a good good cook it's a good one it's a good one mm -hmm. I was gonna, uh, banjo's not a good cook like a, no. you know, he just eats berries and stuff. Right. The airplane from Microsoft Flight Sim. Airplane nope. food. Airplane food. Yeah. Yeah. Is garbage. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's garbage. All right. I think we'll wrap it up there. <laughs> Everyone, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, love the chat today. You had an absolute blast. Sam, where can people find you and your lovely content, my friend? You can find me everywhere. Jam Pack Sam, putting out videos on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff throughout the week over on Threads. Crash Bandicook in the chat, by the way. Last minute call out. Yo. Yo, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. I like that. I like that. But yeah, you can find me everywhere. Jam Pack Sam. Always happy to be here on the show with you as well, though, my friend. Highlight of the week every week.
hashtag crash bandicook. Uh, you can find me over on X at the Muffin Mon. One is Devin I and Owen's Devin A. Follow us at Save Game Media to stay up to date with all of our latest videos. Until next time, we'll see you. Goodbye.